I gotta say, I, I fucking hate Black Goose sci-fi now. What's that? On your screen. Some kind of program about a Westworld on TV. Well, it doesn't sound like anything to me. I'm Red Scott. And I'm Ivan Hernandez. And this doesn't sound like anything to me. The third best podcast that... Oh my god, who left a banana in that robot? (laughs) Now it's going to be full of flies. Now it's going to be full of flies. It has been seven years since the last season of Westworld, and we have not dusted Bernard one time in that interim. By the way, when you said, when somebody asked, would you dust Ivan? Of course I would. I was like, I'll dust you, motherfucker. And I was like, oh, dust me off. Dust me off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I would. (laughs) Also, if you were on a murderous rampage and it looked like a host version of yourself, I would also dust you. (laughs) All right. Red? Mm -hmm. I want you to guess. Okay. The Nielsen ratings for the first two episodes of this season of Westworld. Well, I... Want you to guess ha- the approximate amount of people who are watching this live on HBO? Well, I was so I because we don't get the plus seven. They're not giving us the plus seven. I watched it twice, so that that's got to count for part of it. I know you at least watched it once. Um, I've had several people talk to me about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 100 people. I want you to give an actual honest answer. I mean, what? Point eight. Point eight, buddy. Episode one. <laughs> Of Westworld season four, got a point three, <laughs> point three, and all these people are like, "Oh, there's definitely going to be a fifth season of Westworld." Is there? There's going to be. Are you really sure? Are Are you sure, Ivan? I don't know if you've heard of this. It's called the sunk cost commitment. When you've sunk enough costs into the hole, you just got to jump in after it. You got to have season Buddy, five. I want you to guess mm-hmm. the ratings for season. <laughs> Four, episode two. Well, it went up. Point four. Point four. Point three. Five. Yeah. They got 50,000 people back. Uh, are you telling me you're down on a show that increased its viewership 15% week over week? This is <laughs> headed to the moon. <laughs> oh, whoa. Westcoin. Are you investing in Westcoin? I'm into it. How is there not a crypto? I mean, I guess... The Rico app probably had its own cryptocurrency. We didn't get into the actual virtual currency payment system, <laughs> but I have to assume it's backed by a crypto. I do love that Westworld has been off the air so long that the crypto boom happened. <laughs> it just happened and happened and boomed, happened and uh, 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 evaporated already. I think we had the first crypto boom before the last season, <laughs> but maybe not before they were done filming. I'm not sure. Fair. But before we get into this episode... We need to know what happened previously on Westworld. Tense music plays. See, this is why you don't take a first date to see Trent Reznor's solo act. <laughs> there had to be at least one person who didn't, like, get the record player, and they had to pipe in clues like it's a AAA video game. Like, wow, that record player seems interesting. Huh. I wonder what the deal is with that record player. Do not talk to Ed Harris when he's fresh out of his hyperbaric sex chamber. (laughs) See, this is why I would be the first vice president to wield a katana. When a woman slides open a pair of doors in perfect synchronization. Ooh, baby, that's sex. (laughs) Forget it, Jake. It's Gatsby Town. (laughs) 
Wait, Jeffrey Wright is in this? <laughs> yes, he absolutely is. And finally, something's changed. Yeah, don't check the Nielsen's. And that was previously on Westworld. So this is season four, episode three, Ani Fole, which, do you know what that means? No, I I am Francois. Crazy years. Are these the crazy years? This is the crazy years, Ivan. And I have a lot of questions. A hyperbaric chamber is a chamber you go into with unequalized pressure that you go to that does some magic stuff while you sleep. What's a hyperbaric sex chamber? You know how some people can only get like can only get a boner when they're in a completely isolated environment? Uh, sure, I'll take your word. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I see. So it's like one of those Swedish sex pumps, yes. except for your entire body. Except for the entire body. The entire <laughs> body is getting Swedish sex pumped. So I really felt bad for Bernard when he was trapped in a movie company's title production card. <laughs> <laughs> just a horse walking in the background a tree on fire it's like is this a michael bay movie we're about to watch <laughs> i is so, jerry bruckheimer production we're about to watch his vision of the future i mean there was some like the tree on fire symbolism was just like I, did i is this the sequel to the passion of the christ like just so straight out of the bible and i swear i was like did he just log on to westworld classic servers oh i didn't even consider that he was so pissed about the current state of Westworld, he was like, I got to go back to Alterac Valley. We, we, we got to find a Westworld vanilla server somewhere out there. <laughs> Charlie Weber, his son. Yeah, his fake son. I did not I did not think I would ever see his face ever again in this show. His, his stupid fake son comes back and, uh, 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 yeah, he, he shows up and he's like, hey. So we see an evil tower. And how much do you want to bet we're going to get a fucking the raid redemption up, the, up that evil tower? That would be super fun. I, we've, we've already, this episode, we had more Jeffrey Wright kicking people's asses than we've had in the first three seasons. And it's been a delight reminding people that that is a man who is built stocky because he has a hippo build and not because he is a fat man. Like Jeffrey Wright could throw some people around no matter what <laughs> terrible hairpiece they gave him to remind us we're in a simulation. Red, mm. I unfortunately must announce that there is a horse in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Who let the horse in the hospital? I, I don't know. All I know is the creator of this bit is now very suspect. <laughs> oh, you're canceling old Johnny Mulaney? You, you went from Tumblr John Mulaney teen to uh, uh, canceling him? It turns out that this rich person, very aware of show business as more, had put up a persona that didn't match who he actually is as a person. I did not see that coming. Oh, no. I did not see that coming. So <laughs> did you pay attention to the aspect ratios in this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The aspect ratio changes a bunch to indicate, you know, fucking different things. Things change to indicate different things in film. I think in this one, the aspect ratio is much more straightforward than we've had in the past. It's the valley beyond. Yeah. The aspect ratio goes to anamorphic when we're in the sublime. I hate that they have three different words for it. But in robot heaven, I think Stubbs put it correctly. We should just be calling it robot heaven from now on. There's the sublime. There's the sublime with Rome. <laughs> there's the Long Beach Valley heaven. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we got Zon McClarnon back. Yeah, Akachita. Always great to see Zon McClarnon doing anything. By the way, he's apparently in a new AMC show uh, uh, that is produced by George R. R. Martin. Oh, yeah. I don't. I, I believe it's called Dark Winds. Okay, that's a yeah. I mean, that's how. 
That's how fucking stupid tele- the television landscape is these days. Fucking George R. R. Martin produced an entire other television show that no one knows about. It is very surprising how much television is getting pr- produced in the year of our Lord 2022. Like, we predicted a dip happening because of COVID. Oh, no, the dip happened. It, but it was like, it's like somehow they doubled up the amount. Everybody was like, we got to get ahead of the curve yeah. and produce a series. And it's just, it's just a flood of, co- nobody could watch all of the shows that are on right now. Nobody should watch all of these fucking shows. You're not meant to. There's so many good shows on right now. This world doesn't interest them. Oh, you mean the viewers? By the way, I like this episode. This is a good episode. I feel like I should get out ahead of that right now. Buddy? Buddy? This is a great episode. Buddy? I think I'm in that. <laughs> I think I'm in that 3.5 who have decided to abandon the story between the first episode and the latest episode. It's 3.5 million people noping the fuck out. What we are seeing here is this is Bernard has put on the halo at the end of season three. He's gone into the valley beyond. He goes and simulates a bunch of possible futures and then comes back all dusty because Stubbs is too literal about his housekeeping requirements. I know I said don't come into the room, but once it had been year one, it would have been nice if he would have come in, brought in a little feather duster and just done a light sweep. Just done a light sweep. Just kept me looking normal. You're going to help them if they have to have a hope of anything. Hope of what? survival oh no he has to collect a bunch of sticks to make a house i hate (laughs) fucking survival games i hate survival games so much so we get a very rapid fire vision very much bran at the tree in game of thrones and if you go and freeze frame all of these there's nothing how little do you have going on that you would freeze frame through all of these Thank you for bringing that up, Ivan. The reason I would do it is because I have 20 minutes to kill. Because my co-host 15, is like, I'm going to be 20 15. minutes late. Do when we want to see I when you logged on to this? Fucking, when I saw that this episode was an hour and two minutes, I was like, oh, fuck, I guess I'm going to be late. It's 10 minutes of like extra after podcast. It's only 52 minutes. It's only 52 minutes. Too much. Too much. So if you go through the visions, which I grabbed every image of and will put up on Twitter, because I didn't find anybody who had already done it on Reddit. It's as if mm-hmm. there's a fewer amount of people doing episode-by-episode analysis on this one. Yeah, almost as if the writings have dipped precipitously. So we're shown the nuclear power plant that we saw in episode one. We're shown the control center, the tunnels under it. Uh, We also have a view of the tower, which, of course, we see him go into in the future. Uh, We have, like, the diner that we see in this episode and a lot of shots of the New York City skyline with drones hovering over it, which I think is just the New York City skyline now. I don't think that's that different than what's going on out there. Probably the most futuristic thing we see that's not really in this episode is him trying to dig a beetle out of the sand repeatedly. And that's supposed to be very meaningful, I assume, because they focus on that a lot. We see two riot control robots guarding a weird hut. And we see Temperance World uh, covered in dust in the future, abandoned and yeah, that's pretty much it. It's it's actually like it doesn't give a ton away as far as the things that you see in there. Do you understand now where this is going? I do. A Discovery Warner executive right before they tell the Nolans they're not getting season five. <laughs> I, I'm, I'll bet money they're going to get a season five. <laughs> I'm going to say that season five. Might be a web series at this point. They're not. They're not going to come. I think season five might be might be a web series about crazy robot roommates having to deal with uh, living a modern lifestyle. If season five of Westworld is a comic book written by, oh my god, one hundred percent Westworld season five is going to be a comic book because they canceled the actual Westworld season five. No, 
I Westworld mean, season five is going to be a podcast. Just watch. <laughs> uh, is there anything less interesting than a fictional narrative podcast? I'd, I excuse me. I've enjoyed a few of those. The Wolverine ones are are actually very good. I don't listen to others because it's just like fucking. Why would I listen to this unless it's uh, an established IP or creator I enjoy? Why would you listen to somebody read you the dialogue parts of a comic book? I don't. I don't think that makes any sense. Wow, this motherfucker! You listen to one audiobook in your life. I, I've listened to many audiobooks. I keep trying because I like books, and they're just. They're just so boring to have somebody. It's so hard to pay attention to. Oh, you don't want fucking Karina Longworth to tell you about how Howard Hughes wanted uh, every building shaped like a titty? I, I fucking want... tw- 15, 20 hours. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. I don't know that sometimes there's people not going to point any fingers, but they over enunciate to the point that I feel like I'm being talked down to. I feel like they think I'm very, very dumb and they need to explain things very slowly. <laughs> and to be fair, to be fair, when it comes to your taste in film, you are very dumb. How dare you? Just because I don't like the MCU. Thor Love and Thunder this weekend. No, of course not. You love Taika Waititi so much. By the way, Thor Love and Thunder fucking sucked. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, of course I did. Tell the people about it. All right. So it's incredibly jokey. Sounds good. Uh, Not in a good way. Sounds bad. Christian Bale uh, gets to speak in his own English accent, which is fun. Oh, that's funny. But otherwise, he's very much wasted as a villain. Why is Russell Crowe playing Zeus? He's not Greek. He's one of the least Greek actors there has ever been. We let him play Maximus because he was fucking uh, 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 ripped as shit. But now he's just some uh, guy who's just going around uh, 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 doing a disservice to the Grecian people. Action wasn't even that good. Uh, I enjoyed a few of the MCU uh, 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 Easter eggs and whatnot. But at the same time, everything ends up being the fucking wish-granting MacGuffin. Every single thing turns into a wish-granting MacGuffin. Yes, I've seen an MCU movie. But, like, did you like Ragnarok? Yeah, I loved Ragnarok. But this is a completely different movie. I I understand that it is a different movie. I did not think you had gone in to see Ragnarok with a different title. Natalie Portman does not care about being there. I'm so... I mean, I guess she just wanted... I mean... I guess people love money. I guess people love being paid $10 million to return to a franchise that sucked ass. Did she only make $10 million? I feel like she made ten million dollars plus on the back end. Okay, if, if she's getting points on the back end, then 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 she's we can talk. But people were getting twenty mil. A listers were getting twenty mil a movie twenty years ago. And if Natalie Portman's going to return to an MCU movie, here's the thing about Marvel: they're, they're notoriously tight fisted. How do they get all these stars? <laughs> uh, they don't have to do that much work. Mm-hmm. You just uh, get incredibly pumped and stand in front of a green screen. I have to admit, if somebody was like. Hey, we're going to give you $10 million. And I'm like, I'm normally going to make 20. And it's like, but instead of working a year, you're going to work three days. I'd be like, I'm listening. <laughs> I feel like that is the deal they gave Russell Crowe. You get <laughs> work three days exactly. All right. So Bernard finds the maze on the ground, the sign of self-actualization created for Akachita. And I do have to ask explicitly, does the weave, the, like, the slight filling in of Bernard's hair when he's in the virtual world bug you as much as it does me? <laughs> you're the one who has very very strong feelings about men's head hair the thing is they could have just left it alone and i wouldn't have thought anything but they filled it in just enough like he still has a deep widow's peak but it's like his hairline matches how we saw him in the pilot episode and it looks unnatural it looks like he's in a virtual world which i understand that he is but does that mean that the robot himself is insecure about his hairline and that is how he visualizes himself 
Do you know how many actual billionaires in our world are insecure about their hairlines? Yeah, but they don't have the advantage of being timeless hosts, <laughs> not beholden to human time. Did you get me a snow globe from the sublime? Yes, yes. We both read the script for this episode. <laughs> I So, that, I mean, obviously, people watching this are going to be thinking of Doctor Strange talking about all the futures that he's seen. And I'm kind of surprised that they use this plot device being so close you know, having written this so close to when Endgame came out, mm-hmm. it feels it feels a little derivative. So you're saying that the MCU is uh, uh, really uh, the 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 thing that all genre work should strive to emulate? I, no, that's the opposite of what I'm saying. That's exactly I'm, what you're saying. That's I, exactly what you're no, saying. I, I'm not sure I agree with that. You were the one who told me not to disturb anything. Like a bad husband, he uses the manipulation of incompetence <laughs> to get him to not have to do any domestic duties. Stubbs is basically, his core derivative is to protect the hosts. And so he's sort of bound. He's like soul bound to Bernard. And if there's anything I want in this show, it's Stubbs to be self-actualized <laughs> and stop listening to Bernard. I just want him running... Just like a night. I want him to be a short order cook by the end of this, really enjoying interacting with people. Just just living a nice life. How do you feel about this stupid vintage car of theirs? I mean, I assume anytime now that we see a vintage car, which remember is at least 90 years old, it's because they're trying to avoid EMPs, but it's stupid. It's stupid. Or trackers. I mean, any trackers are just going to be stuck to stuff, right? Trackers. Or, the, or in the future, are they like spaceships where they have transponders yeah. on them and stuff like exactly. that? Yeah, I love it. Exactly. I love it. We go to Temperance. The guy uh, body checks Aaron Paul and he and maybe is like, leave him. It's all a sideshow. But his masculinity is <laughs> <been> damaged. <laughs> he is honor bound to go on these quests or is he, he is less of a man. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, just give me a quick eight hours. I'm pretty good at these. And <laughs> well, I'll have gotten I've cleared all the main missions and then we can go do the side quests. This really is the reskin of uh, Westworld right. uh, to uh, the 1930s. We get the the Temperance Morgue si- uh, side quest, uh, the evil bootlegger side quest, a few flies buzzing around. Flies buzz. Mm-hmm. Flies buzz. The portrait guy still uses flash powder, and we get the milk can with new Dolores and new Teddy. Fake Dolores doesn't even feel like an Evan Rachel Wood type. N- no. If I saw this character at comic-con cosplaying as dolores i'd be like b minus <laughs> so i gotta say the je- the old-timey jazz cover of bad guy by billy eilish, eilish which by this time it's an oldie baby it is an oldie that's an important it's an oldie that's i actually feel like Using the Rolling Stones made more sense because it was, it's almost like it's classical music by that point. <laughs> where, where, so it's like the relative feeling of the music makes more sense, but having something very contemporary, but it was good. I thought it was a good cover, very subtle. Yeah. They walk into the uh, stupid bar, which is exactly the bar from Westworld. The name of the bar in Westworld, do you remember it? I fucking no. That was like eight years ago. It was the Mariposa. Yeah. Which means. Butterfly in Spanish. Yeah. And this is now the Butterfly Club. It is literally the same bar. Ah, And this is also the third time they've done this because they had Shogun World in the second season where they also had all of these things lining up as they were walking into town. But I feel like this is the most accurate to how video games work because they just reskinned everything. <laughs> this is like the Far Cry expansion pack to the previous Far Cry game. <laughs> yeah, it is exactly the same as Westworld, which... 
is fun to see, but kind of doesn't make sense in this world. The reason they were claiming that they kept the narratives the same was because they were trying to extract information from all of the guests, which I wouldn't imagine is what they're doing at this point in time. I think what they're doing is just reusing all of the assets. This is an asset flip. It's an <laughs> asset flip game. <laughs> Bernard and Stubbs uh, go to this fucking shitty diner. And I would love fucked up looking windmills like this in America. Oh, yeah. If America's dotted with stupid looking fucked up windmills like this, I'd be so fucking happy. <laughs> I mean, maybe they are. I have no idea what's happening between California and New York. Truly, truly. Just, is there even anything there? In flyover country? <laughs> I would never call it that. I would just simply not go there. So also the, 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 I really hated the grody video screen on that diner because we already have fucking grody video screens. Yeah. Grody video screen technology should be so far beyond this at this point. Yeah. We, we, you shouldn't have to touch things. That's disgusting. Yeah. Did, have they not uh, had a major pandemic in the past 50 years? You know, don't touch anything. You mind telling me what we're doing here? They're recruiting the world's greatest hand-to-hand fighter, a Waffle House line cook. <laughs> Unstoppable. Nobody could approach that guy. N- no, one of our absolute uh, greatest martial artists. Not even going to put that out his cigarette. Yeah. Why does this waitress have a fucking pen? I don't know. It's, it's also like, it's like a 50. Why in 2060 fucking wherever this is, when she has, when she's got a tablet menu, by the way. Yeah. She does have a tablet menu. Why does she just randomly have a pen? I, I, some people just like to have pens. This would, this would be like somebody randomly having a quill full <laughs> and, and a full thing of ink on them. <laughs> also, this is like, a 50s style diner, and I like to believe it's actually a 90s style 50s style diner. <laughs> Ooh, we're going back to that nostalgia for Johnny Rockets. Exactly. That's It should have been a Johnny Rockets. That would have been perfect. <laughs> if you wanted a pastrami melt and they didn't have one, would I go for tuna? Would I go for tuna? No. No way. No. Obviously not. That's such a huge step down. That's like a category. I'm looking at different things. At that point, I'm just like, can you just make a quesadilla or something? You've been given gift of prophecy and you use it to fight stains? That's what they said to Mr. Clean. (laughs) Mr. Clean can see into the future. Mr. Clean can see all. As somebody who is innately clumsy when it comes to the handling of of liquids and tables, (laughs) I absolutely would use my gift of prophecy to keep stains off of things. Everybody would be like, he's so clean and courteous and never leaves rings on things because he misjudges what material is being used. So we get a nice blondie music drop. Always love good Debbie Harry. Great. I I really actually, it's one of those rare things. When Call Me started playing by Blondie, I was like, oh, this song I genuinely love and haven't heard in like 10 years. (laughs) I thought they'd played it to death so that I could never enjoy it again. But here I am enjoying it. And Bernard, he's living the dream. He nails every single QTE. He hits X. He he hits the directional pad to the left. He hits the L button. He hits the LR button. You're being cynical about Jeffrey Wright absolutely wailing on some dudes. And it is the most fun scene with, in the foreground, in focus, Stubbs just eating a stupid tuna melt sandwich, just being like, Good to have Bernard back. I miss this idiot. And in the background, you can see Jeffrey Wright wailing on a guy in full view of the diner, and he beheads somebody. There were at least half a dozen people in that diner. Nobody notices. Nobody notices for a second. 
This is how you know you've never been to a Waffle House because I've seen so many people get decapitated with a chain outside of a Waffle House and <laughs> you don't say anything. You just let it happen. The vi- when he just like rips that chain off the truck, yeah. I'm immediately like, this is your truck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to say, Aaron Paul's daughter is a little too old to be acting this precocious. Frankie is great. She had a lot to do this episode, and I feel like she did a pretty good job with it as a child actor. I was I was very impressed with her performance. I, I will say Uare, um, who's played by... Notsiva McLean. I could not place her accents. Her accent really started to shift in this episode. So the way she pronounced Kava, like I was just like, what, what, what the hell is going on with Carver? She sounds like she is an English person attempting to do an American accent, but, but certain words just slip completely. So I think she is, well, I know I looked it up. She is born in South Africa. I think that's just a South African accent. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'm just not familiar with the intricacies of that accent because it really threw me. But the move, the movie top bear bear, you got replaced. I, so I was a little bit early, but did I or did I not call Carver being a host? Already being a host. Obviously he was going to get replaced. Uh, That's why anytime I've been told that there is some sort of robot replacement theory happening around, which by the way, Mm -hmm. robot replacement theory, that's very dark theory. Oh, yeah. It's, that, that's where I'm like, you will not replace us robots. <laughs> that's why anytime robot replacement is happening around me, I never let a certain person out of my sight. You, you moved 3,000 miles away. I definitely don't <laughs> exist by now. You have no evidence that I exist at all. Oh, you see this video of me in a Zoom? You really are the, my Gina Torres right now. I've been dead for years. We're going to see old Red Scott flash later and he'll be like, what? What's happening to me? How long have you been with the cause? Oh my God, there's a resistance. Of course there's a resistance. Of course. I mean, we're in the future. They've got to be out in the woods. Uh, well, I guess desert, desert's a little bit different, mm-hmm. but so this is Aurora Perano. They have not given names to any of the resistance yet. Uh, I, I think we're not supposed to get too attached. If that was the case, they would give them names as a red herring. But literally, if you wait, so I, I noticed on IMDb that they didn't have names. So then I went back and watched the end credits. And, you know, normally they have character's name, actor. And in this, they just put the actor's name with nothing else. <laughs> it really looks like they forgot. It future really corpse. Like- All the character names are future corpse. <laughs> I think they're, we're going to find out that there's something interesting and that perhaps their name was giving something away, would give something yeah. away. How much more accurate does this weird car of the future feel to you? I like it. It looks like a modern, like, RC car that's like a fun tumbler off-roading vehicle. I dig it. This feels more realistic to me as something that, that looks kind of fucking ugly, but is mostly functional. Right. It's, it's sort of the tactical future. Like, if you had had the guy who made all the vehicles from Dune just invent mm-hmm. a future that wasn't related to bugs mm-hmm. and worms, like, I feel like this is similar to what he would have come up with. How did you feel about Aurora Perrineau? She feels like she might have been... Your type of actress. Oh, a biracial woman pointing a gun at my face? Yeah. Which, by the way, I got to say, Stubbs, that was a pretty slow gun grab. (laughs) I feel like if he'd actually tried to execute that one in real life, it'd like reach his hand out and then immediately transition to heaven. (laughs) Yeah. I can help you find what you're looking for. The rest of Westworld's audience? (laughs) 3.5 million people? (laughs) How, How amazing is the subtitle? Tense music intensifies. 
<laughs> there's been all this stuff about stranger things which people are apparently in love with i build on that mid-second season if i am not required to watch this garbage for a job i might happen to be doing i'm not gonna fucking watch it i i yeah i mean that's what's weird is like i don't like it and then i feel like if i don't like it and you don't like it how do so many other people like it i feel like we cover a vast <laughs> array of supernatural bad taste uh, yeah also I, it's because we're not 80s kids I feel like a lot of these people are younger. I guess they like 80s to them is some like golden era. It's, is that 80s like the 60s was to people when we were growing up? Buddy, what? don't do the math on that. I, I don't know. Don't do the math on when the 60s were compared to when we were born to when the 80s were compared to Stranger Things' audience. But I'm talking about we were born in the 80s. And exactly. Like, and so, so maybe if there's like a 20 year age difference. So if somebody was like, 10 to 12 years old they'd be like wow the 80s that's what i'm a saying time i can never get back to that was my starting point in this conversation we're old buddy we're old it's also like there's there's certain things that to me like the 80s had the ugliest cars that have ever been made 80s music mm -hmm. on average the worst decade of music we've had mm -hmm. except for maybe the odds except for maybe the odds <laughs> You really didn't like that era when everything was auto-tuned and there was that weird time where like klezmers were very popular in rap music. Yeah, it was it was a it was a weird moment. But like the eighties, like there's nothing about it that draws me. The only thing that's interesting that made season one of Stranger Things fun was they did the eighties like earnestly, and it was obvious how bad everything looked. <laughs> <laughs> and that was fun. But now I'm just supposed to like keep caring about these kids coming of age. I don't give a shit. Well, first of all, these kids came age several years ago. I, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't, I was in season two. All these kids are in their like mid to late twenties at this point. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with these kids, but apparently the production is wonderful. So I might watch it just for that. I mean, they spent 300 fucking million dollars on that shit. The production has to be good. You say that, but I saw the $90 million Halo show and I know what that looked like. <laughs> One of the things that really does strike me as incredibly true to life is people spending an incredibly large amount of money to go to fucking Jazz World and just playing the most basic gambling games. Yeah, I mean... How yeah. many people buy, like, a Red Dead and just spend all of their time playing the shittiest poker game, virtual poker game that's ever been programmed? I, I remember I played poker with somebody who had gotten excited about playing poker from Red Dead Redemption, and they didn't realize that the cards are juiced <laughs> in Red Dead Redemption. They didn't realize... Like, they kept getting shitty cards, and it's like, yeah, they're usually shitty cards. <laughs> the game isn't on your side in this one. No. No, all of these people are going to take your money and you're going to get two seven off suit a lot. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Listen, you're going to have to end up riding a horse around town. It's yeah. not going to be fun. <laughs> no, it's not going to work out in your favor. What do you think of all the fake actors uh, playing the previously seen uh, characters? Uh, what makes them fake? They're just acting actors. Fake Tandy Wayne Newton, fake Angela Serafian, fake Rodrigo Santoro. I think... It's very obvious that the show is dropped in esteem and the quality of actors they can get for bit parts has dropped a lot. Because <laughs> I kept looking them up to be like, I mean, with the exception of at the end of the episode, we get Daniel Wu. Yes. At the end of the episode, we get Daniel Wu, who's like at least a notable and cool actor. But in the rest of this episode, all of the people who show up prominently... I've grown an expectation watching an HBO show that I'm like, ah, this is a famous actor of the stage and screen that's been around for decades and was in many heralded movies. And that that was not the case for any of these. these look, were... You look out their playbill credits. Yeah, exactly. That, uh, that's what I'm used to happening. And in this case, it was just fun nostalgia to like remember the Westworld of the first season as Enter Sandman by Metallica played. 
<laughs> Jazz Metallica, which by the way, you were like, oh, this is the first prestige drama to use Metallica this year. Fucking Stranger Things did it, bud. That was the explicit joke I was making. Oh, I didn't know that you of were. Of course, it, everybody, like, it's, it's all, been, everybody's been talking about the Metallica done by Stranger Things to death. <laughs> I, I, I was just like, when you have a production that runs two years long, when you're like, oh, we're going to get Ramen to come in. Like, he probably blabbed about it at a party, and some Stranger Things person was like, that's my idea now. <laughs> and they got there a month earlier. As an actor, it must be very satisfying to be killed by a Tommy gun. Yeah. You get to do full body shake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if you can pull that off believably, that is the highest mark in acting. You should win an Emmy for that. Which, by the way, I want to give a shout out to one of the greatest actors to ever get killed by a Tommy gun on film. James Caan and the Godfather. R.I.P. Yeah. They massacred my boy. Yeah. They massacred my boy. Him at the fucking rest, the, 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 the toll booth, just getting perforated and doing the fucking, doing the fucking jiggly dance. Yeah, absolutely. The great Omegon death of history. Have you, did you watch any James Con movies since his death? I always do that. Motherfucker, motherfucker, you just watched Thief. Yeah. Don't even look me in the eye. You just watched Thief. Yeah, yeah he died, and I was like, oh, what haven't I watched of his? And I was like, oh, I've been wa- meaning to watch Thief for, let's see, my entire life plus two years. That's what get- kills me about you. You fucking, you're always like, oh, I love heist movies, and I love classic film, and you're like, I haven't watched Thief. I hadn't. And to be fair, it is from that era where like the production of the movies was bad like before subtitles i don't know how anybody watched this movie are you saying that you do not enjoy classic mike man i some classic mike man just fucking uh with drenching everything in neon i think the mike man my big problem with him is he just really likes to take the ugliest part of a character and just drill on on it and put (laughs) pressure on it and focus on it and that's generally not my thing, and it's definitely done in this. Most surprising aspect of that movie? Willie Nelson? Good performance? Like, I was like... He's a good actor! He's a good actor! I had no idea! I was like, Willie Nelson, yeah. stunt casting, whatever. And he's in it for like three minutes. It's not He's not asked to do a ton. But I was like, the pathos coming off of this man. Uh, so we go back to uh, Frankie, mm-hmm. uh, and he got bear, bear, dirty. Oh, fine. <laughs> She's not being a good mother in the scenario where she has to abruptly take her child away from being killed by robots. So first of all, I think the genuine horror beats done here were really well done. Like the getting the gun out of the safe scene. I was like, ah, ah, get it out. No, it's so stupid. This was exactly like when they're in a horror movie and the, like the killer is behind them and they're 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 struggling to turn on their car. Yeah. I think horror movies are bad and they should stop making them. That's my general thought. <laughs> but like, I thought these beats were done very believably and very well. I enjoyed it. This robot did the worst cleanup job. If this was a Hitman game, yeah. oh, they wouldn't be making it out of this level. I think maybe that the uh, hosts making other hosts don't have the attention to detail that the humans making hosts might have. This isn't a game. It's neither exciting nor fun. <laughs> the moment that was probably the most like a video game in this entire episode. I need each of you to pull on one of these handles. There's an It Takes Two. They pulled into It Takes Two. <gasps> it, I, 
so I always watch it twice. I watch it the night it comes out, and then I like take notes the next day. And the first time I watched it, I was like, "Hey, this laser thing's kind of cool." Like, I really just enjoyed looking at it and the like fun aspect of it. On rewatch, I was like, "Why did they take the time to make this? This serves almost no plot point <laughs> that I can identify." Um, and it's and it's the most unrealistic, weird thing in the middle of the desert. Where are the lasers reflecting to? You can't even see what they're... Where are the lasers? Where are the emitters? I don't know. Where are the emitters? How high intensity are these emitters yeah. that they're able to slice through a car from all this distance? Yeah. And and it's a very... It takes two vibe when you have the two hosts. Just sort of... They should have done the dumpy video game run. Just like with their <laughs> elbows flopping all over the place. When Caleb and uh, Maeve are uh, in the actual like administrative section i was like how is this not being seen by a thousand security cameras at once well first question when you're with a person and they're like we got to lay down in the corpse truck do you lay down in the corpse truck ah well i played enough video games to know that this is exactly how you're supposed to fast travel around Mm. and then once you've laid down in the corpse truck if you know you're going to get thrown down a chute, is it better to land on concrete or a pile of corpses? Oh, pile of corpses. Okay. And and how do you do you do the do you do the hands across your uh uh chest like you're going down a water slide thing? No, I put my my arms over my face to make sure I don't <laughs> accidentally get blood and guts in my mouth. <laughs> that, that, that's fair. That is the number one priority. That's fair. Is keeping blood and guts out of my orifices. Fucking Maeve has all these like Matrix the Neo powers, but I get to say, there's nothing stupider than having a character who like controls electronics demonstrate that power by like waving their hand around. Yeah. And something that's become more and more annoying is as apparently they've been building defenses to her, her physical reaction to trying to like beat these new defenses is just to like think real hard. Yeah, exactly. She concentrates. She uses the power of friendship. The important thing to know about hacking is it's a lot like flexing. It's a lot like yes. showing physical strength through things. It's not about the intricate undoing of a myriad of layers of locks. There's something off. It's a trap. Yeah, it's definitely a trap. It's a trap. It's 100% a trap. This is the Westworld Massacre. It's a metagame within the game. I can't decide how I feel about this. <laughs> you don't feel that people should be reenacting an actual historical massacre? Are you going to be the one to, to walk up on all the Civil War reenactors and be like, guys, this is in poor taste? It seems crazy at first that they'd redo the park the exact same way. But then I remember how after the 2008 financial collapse, I thought there'd be significant changes to regulation in the economy. And there just wasn't. They just rebuilt it the exact same way. Oh, you you, you don't think that after uh, coming out of the coronavirus, we'd have a completely different society and we wouldn't just attempt to re, uh, uh, establish the exact same one that led us here? Yeah, even though it seems very dumb, you're like, nobody would do this. I'm living in a society where they are currently doing this on a loop. And so I have to give them credit. This is exactly what they would do. The only correct thing you said in that sentence is we're living in a society. <laughs> I really, I really say Portland has corrupted me because when Caleb brought out that uh, torch, I was like, time to do some dabs. We're doing some dabs, baby. <laughs> By the way, there is something weird going on in New York City right now. OK, I want to tell you, first of all. That was not an actual weed club, legal weed club that opened by you. Looks fucking disgusting. And they just sent out the cease and desist to all of the illegally operating New York weed clubs. There's a bunch of illegally operating New York weed clubs. And you can see they yeah. have product. They have like leaf in there. Oh, yeah. 
Oh no, they have leaf. It's it's I I have looked at the price chart. I was looking at the price charts because I was like, I played fucking way too much for the black market out in New York. I need to go to the gray markets. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna move to Portland. But they they have like physical real estate locations. I have no idea what's happening yeah. in these clubs. Illegal transactions, drug running. They, it's but like I how are you the guy who's like but rules they they have a sandwich board on the sidewalk they're advertising <laughs> for it i don't understand it says like a legal club thing yes! right on the sidewalk yes that is exactly what's happening i you've ne- you've never seen like a sign outside a bar that's like open past closing hours <laughs> like you would assume somebody would come and shut that down <laughs> I'm not like off in some weird neighborhood i'm in the center of manhattan like somebody yes. cops are seeing that every day oh are you saying that cops might not care about enforcing the rules properly. I mean, maybe they're all getting bribed. I don't know, but it's weird. Fucking New York, so so, so goddamn grody. <laughs> not you, like Portland, that is pure and honest. You saved my life before. He dead. He's he did. so fucking dead. Oh yeah. Which, by the way, when he got flied at the end of this episode, I was like, that doesn't fucking matter because he's already a cyborg. No, we know he's not a cyborg because the flies were all focusing on him. They were going to Maeve. Excuse me, we know we know that he's at least partly fleshy, thus a cyborg because oh, the flies did that. Okay, what kind of cyborg are you proposing he is then? I, I'm I'm saying he's got like a robot heart. He's got like human brain, but he's got like fucking host heart. Whatever. My grandpa had a robot heart. That's not a cyborg. <laughs> Your grandpa was a cyborg. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of cool. I like that. That's why him. he, that's why when he was dying, when he was going down that uh, giant thing of lava, he gave you the thumbs up. <laughs> that is my family's chosen way to go. We get the fucking freaky ass drones who are about to feed some mealworms to some little baby turtles. <laughs> how cute would that be if all these mealworms are just to feed little baby turtles well it is much less cute with the black goop i gotta say i i fucking hate black goose sci-fi now yeah i mean it's it's got a long and storied tradition i cannot say that that is not the case fucking prometheus ruined me for black goo yeah i'm i'm not on the black goo train it's like especially like as it's used here there's no reason for it to be black goo it's just black goo because we think it's cool or gross. So what they're doing is that they're infecting or organic flies with the nanoparasites. And and those nanoparasites guide them to attack human hosts. You can't hear it? You can't hear John Cage? <laughs> I'm honest I'm honestly surprised we made it to season four without the hosts being able to hear stuff that the humans can't. I mean, I guess there's been stuff where they're like having memories and flashbacks and stuff like that. But this is the first time we actually have a specific host frequency. And I guess we did kind of have the, like, command transmitters. You figure that everybody who can hear the tower is either infected fucking with nanoparasites or host and doesn't know it? Yeah. Also, were you also confused why they weren't just smashing the tower? Because, because they can't see the tower because it's not an actual physical tower. Mm. Oh, no, this tower, the one that uh, uh, is it? Yeah, in the room. When they're like, it's coming from this thing right here. Uh, fucking, they're not that strong. What is Maeve supposed to do? Punch it until it fucking, uh, 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 just, uh, the health bar reaches zero and it explodes? I assume it's a sensitive piece of scientific equipment. And if you could take, like, a fire extinguisher and smash it a couple times, you'd do some good progress. Here's, here's what I do. 
I run up on it and I just do a bear hug on the bottom and I see if it starts to, to, to move back and forth. <laughs> and I start to try to build up more and more momentum until it just rips off of the ceiling. I can't wait till we get that It Takes Two sequel. By the way, it sold fucking 7 million copies, so we're yeah. definitely getting a follow And it was a game of the year. Good, yeah. Good for fucking Joseph Forrest. Yeah. Very excited about that. Oh, okay. So I got to ask. Mm-hmm. Do kids even hide in closets from murderers these days? I mean, first of all, that makes me very sad imagining that. I would imagine, yes. We got to ask kids today where they hide from murderers. I've seen so many movies that I, for a second, I was like, maybe, maybe they're hiding in the vents. Maybe she knows how to like remove the little screws on there and hide in there. Or maybe they have like a secret drywall door. And it's like, no, she just hid in the closet like a normal kid. If you were a child, it, let's say we had little, little, uh, a 10 year old red. And you were in a very uh, uh, high-tension scenario. Would you crawl into a ventilation duct? No. I was... Uh, ah! Ten-year-olds me, they'd be like, you need to run and hide. And if you make a noise, somebody somebody's going to kill you. I would just immediately run into a mirror. Like, I would just absolutely... <laughs> make the most noise possible to end the <laughs> minigame. Like, I don't want to play this game. I'll just skip straight to the breaking out of jail scenario. I would be trying so hard, and I would absolutely get myself killed first. I, if you're <laughs> another 10-year-old kid, I'm the person you want to be in a house with, and you'd be like, run the opposite way from me. <laughs> Buddy, I, I, I didn't want to tell you, but I've been using you as a distraction this entire time. That explains why you moved to the opposite side of the country. I moved 3,000 miles to be close to you. And you're like, no. <laughs> and I was like, no, I need you to distract the people chasing me. <laughs> Even in the future, dirtbags ride ATVs. Yeah, they, they look like CDOs. Is this what ATVs look like? Why do they look like CDOs? <laughs> they, so like, they look like the same kind of car as the fucking uh, Oro Perrineau's car. Yeah. I love that they had. I, I love that they got matching AT, dirtbag uh, armored ATVs, and they're and they're wearing helmets that kind of look like drone helmets. Okay, did you expect it to be any character that we already knew taking off those helmets? Yes, I did think we would see a character that we had seen before. Yeah, but it did not appear to be the case. <laughs> I'm giving you the thing you're looking for in this desert: a good base tan. Daniel Wu, I have to give him credit for looking incredibly badass. That's easy. It, it looks very easy to be, uh, be badass riding a motorcycle. In the futuristic rebel hierarchy where any off moment they are just banging wildly, Daniel Wu worked the way to the top of that sex hierarchy. That man, mm-hmm. that man is dehydrated all of the time. So we go back to fucking Westworld where they are experimenting on infected humans. It's terrifying. I called it immediately. They fucking fake cloned his kid just to fuck him up. I definitely overthought it because when you look at the kid, it feels off. Yeah. And your first thought should be, this is a fake kid that they created to fuck him up. Yeah. And if you've seen the preview, we already know there's a version of that kid whose face splits open. So why wouldn't it be this version? But the way they screw with timelines, I was like, oh, maybe this is later. And 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 I, I totally talked myself into it maybe actually being her. Um, which I don't think that there was a reasonable expectation that it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so William comes out to fight Maeve, and he is totally the the low level minion version of William. Yeah, not the level one hundred boss. I like that this version of William is just a direct idiot. He's stupid. I believe that the producers call him the Man in Black whenever he's wearing the hat, and I feel yeah. like the Man in Black is just a dumb villain. Yeah, he's meant to be. He's like, uh, I'm the villain. Yeah, you have to uh, kill me because I have 30 HP now, but it's a trick. 
I actually have 90 HP. If he was smart, he would just challenge them to a game of golf. That's really where he excels. <laughs> I called it. It's a trap. This fucking uh, girl's face splits open, just shoots a bunch of flies at him. And this is why you don't leave an old banana in the robot. <laughs> this is how we get flies. Yeah. This is how you get flies. Aaron Paul's performance fucked me up. Like, I, I felt his... You actually thought he was covered in flies? N- well, I, I did think he was covered in flies. I heard there's a fly wrangler on this show. Is there not? There, are, there is a fly wrangler. There is a fly wrangler. Somebody's wrangling these flies. But also, when he thinks it's his daughter in the room, like, I really felt like his weird longer hair with the part in the middle, it got, like, sweaty with his exertion. <laughs> yeah. And... His expression, his performance, I, it really sold it for me. The whole thing worked for me. I was laughing a little bit. I was laughing a little bit. <laughs> it didn't work for you. Nah. Or it worked for you as a comedy. Just something about the flies thing. It is genuinely, I, I don't know. I'm really squicked out by the flies crawling into the ears and under the eyelids and stuff. This is because you don't keep a lot of fresh fruit and vegetables around your apartment. No, I, no, absolutely not. Exactly. I'm constantly dealing with fucking fruit flies. My diet is 100% no wafers. Nothing that can age. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Frankie Bot says, this won't take long, daddy. And then that's the end of the episode. They've been hitting the cliffhangers hard this season. Yeah, almost as if they know that the numbers aren't good and they really need to juice them up. And we really need 50,000 more people an episode. It feels to me like this, much like especially seasons two and three, it's just going to be so much better when you can just binge it all at once. That's why nobody should ever release episodes week by week. No, it's the stupidest content. model. Nobody wants that. The stupidest model. Nobody wants it. All right. So that was The Crazy Years. I refuse to pronounce it in French. So we'll be back next week with season four, episode four, surprise. Also, I think we we might need to do an extra episode on the bear. The bear. Yeah. Have you have you watched it? I haven't watched it, but everybody's saying a lot of good things. Yeah, and I feel like you'd like to yell at a kitchen. Uh, that's the thing. I don't like yelling in a kitchen. <laughs> I feel like kitchen. Everybody should be nice and helping each other out. <laughs> I I didn't really. You like cooking a lot, but you don't like it's a collaborative cooking culture. It should be a collaborative environment. Everybody should be having a good time. All right. You can find us on Twitter at Boars Gore Swords. You can find Ivan on Twitter at Ivan underscore Hernandez. And you can find Red on Twitter at Red underscore Scott. Bye. See ya.